Hey everyone, how are we doing? We all good? Our first ever Commission Kids Conference. Isn't that exciting? I'm excited. This is going to be great. Who's read this book? Who's read it? Anyone? Yeah, a few of you read this. This book will blow your mind. Here you go, you can have that one. We got it at the bookshop. It will blow your mind. To raise your expectations for what's possible in kids' work, that... That is the book to get. It will just, some stories you'll read them and go, oh my word, is, is that even possible? It blows your mind what God can do through children. So, a uh, quick uh, show of hands. Who here is an evangelist? Put your hand up if you're an evangelist. Interesting. Hopefully, by the end of the day, if I were to ask you that question again, every one of you will put your hands up. That is, that is my aim today. That is what I want you to realize. So, um, just a little bit about myself. So my name is Ben Martin. There's, there's a few Ben Martins around in, uh, in commission. I'm often confused with other ones. Um, I'm also confused uh, since I've been here with Matt, who's the youth worker here, because apparently he's my identical twin brother. I don't see it myself, but he feels very blessed by being uh, uh, referred to as that. Uh, so I'm married to Nancy. This is my beautiful wife right here. We've been married for four years, uh, and she's incredible. Uh, I lead the children's work at uh, The Coin in Woking, and also the, we keep changing the age groups, a little bit of forward information, what's going to be the six to eights at West Point in 2018. Uh, I lead that with, with Lauren, and some of the, my amazing team are here as well. And uh, when I was a kid, I was an absolute toe rag. I'm sure you're all surprised to hear that, but I was an absolute toe rag when I was a child. And actually, uh, I wasn't brought up in a Christian home. I didn't come to know Jesus until I was 27. And like, Ben, you don't look a day over 21 today. So, uh, Ben, you don't look a day over 21 today. Wow. Okay, it's going to be a tough crowd, I can tell. But I was an absolute toe rag. It wasn't a Christian home, but my mum was Irish Catholic, so she put the crucifix on the wall and went, there you go, son, you're a Catholic, all right? And that's about as far as it went. But well, I remember one summer holidays, there was, my mum was getting a little bit at the end of her tether with my brother and I, and the Anglican church down the road was running over a week a, a kids' club, and my brother and I went, and after two days, they kicked us out. <laughs> uh, they phoned my mum up and said, these guys do not want to be here. They are just being disruptive, so please do not send them tomorrow. So that was my experience of kids' work when I was a kid. And I don't really remember how bad we were then, but I do remember that we were deliberately asking annoying questions. But I was even more annoyed by the annoying answers because it seemed that many of the answers were, well, God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> That's not an answer for... So we just felt that our questions weren't answered. Probably an absolute nightmare as well. So I, I love kids' work. So I've been doing it full-time for six years now, and it's absolutely my passion, and I hope to be involved in children's work till I am very, very old. And I just love the things that kids say when they kind of get something and the understanding of Jesus and then use it for their favour. I was chatting to uh, a friend of mine the other day uh, in Bournemouth, and he said that he was telling his boy off because his boy was misbehaving and he said come on son you've got to do this like no no I'm not doing it he's like come on son look I'm the boss here okay you need to do as you're told he's like you're not the boss Jesus is <laughs> and so my friend Dean was like <laughs> another great one Bella when she was a little bit younger she said mum can I have a biscuit mum said yeah yeah you can have a biscuit she said mum you know that Jesus lives inside of me well he wants a biscuit as well <laughs> brilliant absolutely 
brilliant. So I love children, but what I want to talk to you about today is how much God loves children and how much he loves you because of what you do. How vital you are and the role that you play is in his kingdom purposes. I want you to go away from here today knowing that God sees you and what you do is absolutely incredible. Because sometimes we don't feel that, do we? God fills in and he fills it for you. So how valuable our children to God. How much does he love them? And those people in this room who uh, know me well will know that this is one of my absolute favorite verses in the Bible. It's Psalm 8 verse 2. It's incredible. If you've got a Bible, go there. We have got it on a PowerPoint behind. But what blows my mind about this verse is it starts like this. It says, Lord, Our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. And then it kind of changes track for a moment. He says, through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. And then he goes straight back to worshipping again. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, etc., etc., it's like he is just blown away by God's glory and God's majesty. And then he says, Oh, children, and their praise and their worship, God, you take hold of that and you use it against the works of the enemy. And then he goes back to worshiping. And if we get that, it's absolutely mind-blowing. In this psalm of worship, what, what are kids even doing there? It's such a complete aside. It feels like, it feels like it's just, it's been segued into this psalm of worship. What are kids doing there? What they're doing is they're defeating the enemies of God. That's what they're doing there. Now, at the triumphant entry, Jesus actually quotes this psalm. And sometimes it's, um, it's misread and it's misunderstood and thought that Jesus is misquoting this psalm because he says it slightly differently. But actually, he's quoting directly from the Greek translation of the Hebrew text, which had been around for a couple of centuries at that point. So it was an interesting thing when he's addressing the Pharisees and teachers of the law, but he uses the Greek translation um, to teach them a lesson. Um, So let's look at that now. So this is shortly after the triumphant entry and he's turned over the money changers in the temple. He calls them a den of robbers, which is really harsh language. I mean, robbers to us sounds like a silly word, but he's actually said, he's actually calling them terrorists. That's what the translation is. He's got really, really cross and these people are furious with him. It says, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temples, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Jesus said to them, oh no, they said to Jesus, do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus replied, yes. 
Have you never read from the lips of children and infants? You, Lord, have called forth your praise. Do you see what's happening here? At the moment where Jesus is being oppressed by the enemies of God, those people who are against his purposes, God reaches down and uses children to lift up their praise. So he uses children in the face of those who are oppressing God's purposes. God, in all his majesty and glory, uses kids against the work of the devil. When the Pharisees hear these children shouting, they're absolutely furious. And God says to them, Jesus says to them, why are you surprised by this? Have you not read the scriptures? Have you not read in my word that children are precious? Children are vital to me. How many of you have heard people say, if you're anything like me, it makes you so angry. But what we need to do in kids' work is we need to just teach them Bible stories, help them to understand the things of God, and when they're old enough, they can make a decision for themselves. Have you heard people say that? Anyone? Have you heard that? No, none of you. Obviously, none of you. But does that not just make you so mad? Just go and read your Bible. Doesn't it make you so mad when you hear that? No, 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 no. God speaks to children. God wants children to be lifting his name. And the Bible says that when he does that, God takes hold, them, hold of those words, hold of those prayers, and flings them in the face of the enemy. The prayers of children defeat the works of the enemy. It's absolutely mind-blowing. If we think about what that means for our Sunday mornings, it will change completely how we, how we see that. Or after school clubs. The possibility, if you go and do an RE lesson in a school, children are so, so precious to God. Let's give you another verse here. It's one that you are going to know so well. Mark 10. I'm sure there's no one in this room that doesn't know and love this verse. John shared from this earlier. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like little children will never enter it and he took the children in his arms placed his hands on them and blessed them I mean Jesus and that just shows how much Jesus loves children I mean Jesus gets children he was a child once he's definitely speaking from a place where he knows what that's like he knows the heart and the mind of a child and he says, do not hinder them. Let them 
come to me. And if you marry these verses together, let children come to me. Let Jesus' arms are wide open for these children to come. And if we, in our children's work, are expectant for the praise and worship and spirit-filled children, and we're allowing these kids to come to Jesus, and as a result of that, they are lifting up their prayers and their worship. I mean, just let your mind wander to what kids' work can be like. Your everyday Sunday service can be like this. Isn't that incredible? And this is why you guys are so important. This is why what you do is absolutely vital to what he is doing. The Bible is full of verses that speak about the importance of what you are doing. And I'm not going to read them all, but just Proverbs 22.6, Deuteronomy 6.5.9, Deuteronomy 4.9, 1 Timothy 4.10 and 11 talks about teaching everyone the purposes of God. Everyone. Nobody is left out of that. Matthew 18.5, Psalm 78.2-4. The Bible is full of it. I'm not going to tell you all. Go away and look at it. Because I remember speaking to the kids one time and it just kind of said, oh, there's loads of stuff in the Bible about how important you guys are to the kids. And they were like, oh, really? Tell us. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I need to go away and look at actually how many verses there are in the Bible that speaks about the importance of children, children's role to play in God's kingdom. And I just kept coming across more and more and more. And it's such a blessing to do that. Go and, go and look at those verses. It will blow your mind. It will stir you and excite you. Just like when God chose children to run into the temple that day shouting Hosanna, shouting Hosanna, singing God's praises and everyone looking on were like this is unruly this isn't right, what are you doing these are children calling out to God, Jesus is like yeah yeah that's exactly what they're doing that's what he wants every day in your Sunday kids work that's what he wants in your kids clubs as he wants in every activity that you run and you're part of. He wants this expression of faith from children. I think sometimes we can look at this the wrong way. There are many things, like sometimes, like even this year, I experienced such a presence of God and felt God speak to me about how I run children's work that I thought I was like banging my head on a wall thinking, I've been doing this all wrong for six years. Six years I've been doing this all wrong. We're not going to get it right every time. Because sometimes I think, I remember the, the West Point kids' work, how we used to do it. It's like we would build gently over the three days and then give the kids the opportunity to respond at the end. Kids don't need that. Adults do. Adults need to build. Adults get in and slump in their chair and go, oh, okay. Kids are like, tell me, what, 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 what we learn about today? They can jump from thing to thing. They can do that. I can do this and go to that. And I can go, oh, okay, I can give my life to Jesus right now. And then I can go and, you know, to the toilet. I can do it on the way. You know what I mean? It's... They don't think like we do. And we make mistakes along the way. I mean, I, 
So this is how we used to run kids' work, and we're going to speak about Trevor later on. Trevor uh, is a wonderful guy. He leads the Glory Kids Conference. He's been really helpful in helping us get this together. And we went, as a team, we went to uh, his conference uh, to kind of meet him and learn from him and learn, learn, learn how he does things. And we thought, this guy's great. <laughs> Come and get him to speak at ours. But while we were there, there's something we're going to do later on. And through that... God spoke to me in the most powerful way ever because I was a little bit cynical about certain things. And at that, I'll tell you about exactly what happened later on, but I had such a powerful encounter with God and I just felt God saying, you're doing it all wrong in the most kind of blessed pastoral way that as God does. It wasn't a rebuke, it was a gentle like... oh my goodness what have I been doing all this time everything I do is like this front led and it's like I'm passionately telling kids you need to know Jesus and this is how you can do that and he loves you and you can speak in tongues and it's awesome and and God's going get out the way as a result of that we went away and we prayed and just we had loads of pictures from God and about this kind of thing of we stood saying kids kids come to Jesus and Jesus stood behind going So we changed West Point. We did it completely differently. Instead of leading from the front, we were right in the middle of the kids. We were in a little circle, right in the middle of the kids. There wasn't anyone at the back feeling disengaged. And we had this 40-minute period where we just let the kids do what they want in an ordered way. But there was options. We had a cross in the middle, and we explained, you want to come and know Jesus? Come to the cross. We're going to be here. We can pray with you. We can explain what that's like. It's up to you. We've got 40 minutes. Do what you want. We had encounter stations at the back, bubbles and all sorts of things going on. You can be filled with the Spirit. You can just pray for a friend. You can seal something on God's heart in another activity. You're going to learn all this later on. And there was just this moment when you know you haven't done anything and you can't like this before. And you kind of let go and you, you let go and trust God. And you're like, this could go horribly wrong. And I'm saying to my team in the team brief beforehand, this could all go wrong. Are you with me? And they're like, of course we're with you. This is fine. I could see panic in people's eyes. <laughs> it was incredible. We got out of the way. You want to know Jesus? Come. There's the cross. Set the cross. We'll explain to you what that means. You want to be prayed for? You want to sit in your group and just ask questions? You want to have a drink and a biscuit? Do that. That's what. Just do it. I've never had that opportunity I've never prayed for so many kids. I've never had them come up and just come and say, yeah, I want Jesus to be my friend. How does that work? Great, come and sit down. You've got one kid and then you've got two kids and then you've got ten kids and then Lauren sat with me and she's got another ten kids and we're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Just let God shape what we were doing. It was incredible. It was mind-blowing. Get out the way. Sometimes our programs and our excitement and, you know, we get all this, we let this get in the way. But actually, God says, just let the children come to me. It's remarkable. Allow them to pray. Don't just teach them about prayer. Get them praying. Teach them how to pray and say, come on, let's pray. Healing. Worship. Let them experience the fullness that God has for them. Don't, here's a Bible story. Here's, no, 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 no. 
We want these kids to embrace and experience everything that God has. That is your role. And that is why you are absolutely incredible. Friends, you are frontline evangelists. It's interesting, none of you, very few of you, there was maybe like six hands went up when I asked. Every single Sunday morning, you and your team share the gospel with these kids who are most likely non-Christians when they come to you. And the prayer and the hope and the praise God that they will be by the time they leave your kids' work, by the time they're old enough to go into youth. You want every single one of them to know Jesus. How many kids do you have in your kids' work? It's probably bigger than your Alpha course. You guys are frontline evangelists. Do you believe that? What you do, no matter what your role is within kids' work, you are absolutely vital to his kingdom advance. If you just help out once a month, you're amazing. And the opportunities that you have are amazing, and God wants to use you. If you lead your kids' work, it's exactly the same for you. Whatever role you play, we know that it's important to you because you're here today. We know that kids experiencing God for themselves is important to you because that's why you've shown up. Today we're not going to say, do this, do that, do that, and that'll be a great kid's work. Off you go. No, 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 no. Today is about you guys knowing how precious and how amazing you are. How absolutely wonderful the work and the commitment and the time that you put in is to what he is doing. It was really interesting. When we were looking at shaping this, we had this, I'm, I'm so excited. I had a vision for this two years ago, and it was just, I'll tell you about that in a minute. We sent out a, a survey. Some of you got it, some of you didn't. That's just admin in churches. We sent out a survey to all of you, so believe me, it was sent to you whether you got it or not. But what was really interesting is so many of these surveys came back saying that you didn't really feel appreciated in what you do. That you have a feeling that what happens with adults is far more important than what happens with kids. And that you don't necessarily get the feeling from the church leadership that what you do is important. I think many of us feel that way. Certainly that's the impression we got from these surveys. So when I went and spoke to, to Guy about doing this, I, I got, we'd love to do a children's work conference. And Guy's face lit up. And I was expecting, he's like, great, give me a proposal, tell me what you're going to do, where's it going to be, blah, 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 blah. None of that. He said, go for it. That's what his word. God, I really, really want to do a conference, a kids' workers' conference. It would just be really great to bless these guys and build them up. He's like, go for it. Go for it. And I was like, right, that's it. He's like, yeah, go for it. He said, yeah, come on, when, when, you, when you've got it together, just tell, feed it through to us what you're doing. Go for it. And he was excited. When John heard about it, John was excited. That's why he's come and joined this morning. And I'm sure the endorsement that he gave this morning is just an endorsement that as commissioned churches, we are saying, you guys are brilliant. You are so appreciated. I had a, a conversation with my elders. Now, I'm, I'm full-time at my church, the Coin in Woking, and I know how much these guys appreciate our children's workers and the work that we do, and, it, and it's vital, and they love it. But what I said to them is, 
They tell me that, and I tell my guys that, but they don't tell my guys that. Do you know what I mean? They're not so good at feeding through to the people on the ground, doing the work with the passion, with the excitement, sometimes. But the passion that they have is there. We've got other elders in the, in the room. David Peplow's here. Uh, David Grant's here. There's elders in this room because like, as commissioners, churches, as leaders of the churches, you guys are amazing. What you do is incredible. And the whole reason that we're doing this conference is to let you know how important what you do is. But also, we do have a responsibility on the flip side that actually elders are busy. They don't think about everything all the time. But actually, as a team, we, if your elders aren't asking you, what are you teaching in kids' work, just email them and tell them. If they're not praying about kids' work in prayer meetings, then you chirp up and pray. Or you say, hey, let's just, let's just pray for the kids. Share stories. Let them know. Or just say to them, hey, it'd be really great if you could just go and say thank you to these guys. Do you know what I mean? They are behind you. Commission is behind you. Not just, not are we only doing this conference, but we're putting together a support network. Because there's so much of what I do is completely stolen from other people. <laughs> At things like this. Oh, I'm doing it this way, and someone goes, I do it this way. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so much better than how I do it. <laughs> like the whole New Frontiers thing is that we're better together. As children's workers, sometimes you feel isolated, you feel on your own, you don't know what resources to use, and you don't know, let's get you in a room, create a Facebook page. If you're not on that Facebook page, get on that Facebook page. We've got a website, we're going to be writing blogs, we're going to be sharing stuff, so you guys, as a group of people, can share ideas and learn from each other. And then all the nitty-gritty of kids' work as well, we're going to see, can we do groups of safeguarding training? We want to do that together, we want to help one another, we want to resource and help each other. I'm not stood here talking to you guys because I've got the best kids work in all of commission. No, 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 definitely not. But I've got a passion, and I want to nick all your ideas. Uh, that's the truth of it. But no, I've got a passion to draw you guys together and to help one another. So actually, we can have the best kids work that is available. We can bless our children in our churches the best way possible that we can see these sort of things happening, the children lifting praise and worship to God and understanding how much God loves them every Sunday. The possibilities of what we can do together are just it's immeasurable. We're going to hear some great stories from Trevor about things that are happening. Sometimes we hear like this great book, um, Jennifer Toledo. It's, like, it's great and these are happening in, you know, things are happening in big mega churches in America, but we're going to hear some stories of things that are happening here. The difference that children are making in people's lives here in the UK today. Guys, it's so exciting. And we just really want to bless you today. And just say thank you. Like if you haven't felt appreciated and you haven't felt loved and you haven't felt supported, I want to say sorry for that. But know that you are. And I'm sorry if that 
on behalf of these guys, on behalf of Guy. We're sorry if that information hasn't fed through to you. You guys are amazing. Every single one of you, every single thing that you give, every single burden that you carry, every single child that just will not behave on a Sunday morning, thank you for your patience with them. <laughs> thank you for your love and your grace for them. Sometimes you just want to drop kick them down the stairs. I know that. I know that. But your love is seen by God. And he just wants to wash you this morning. He just wants to fill you today. He wants to bless you today. And he himself wants to say thank you for everything that you give. Everything, every burden you carry for the children you see at your kids' clubs and your Sunday kids' work, he wants to thank you and bless you and show his appreciation for you this morning. So... Don't worry so much. We're going to have some talking points. If there's things that you want to learn about later on, we've got about disengaged children or unengaged uh, children, as the sign actually says. We've been teasing Becky about that. Uh, disengaged children are writing your own curriculum and these sort of things. We've got those things for you, but actually today, just receive from him and get excited about the possibilities that God can do through you in these children by his power. And just let everything else for the time being there's a I'm a big movie buff there's a there's a movie called Ferris Bueller's Day Off it's an 80s classic I recommend it there's a line in that that while we were worshipping it came to me and it says life moves pretty fast if you don't stop and look around every once in a while you might miss it and sometimes that's how we can be in kids work that we can be so focused on the doing that we don't actually see we miss what God wants to do and sometimes we can miss who we are in him because we're too busy serving, we're too busy trying to bless others that actually we don't stop and go, I'm a son of God. I am a child of God. I'm a daughter of God. I am loved by almighty creator of the universe. That is who I am. And that is what I want you to realize this morning. Number one, you guys are evangelists. Whether you feel it, whether you know it, whether you feel equipped for that, I'm here to say, yes, you are. If you love Jesus and you love kids, go for it. You are a frontline evangelist. Number two, he loves you for everything that you give up, every effort that you put in. He loves you. You are playing the most amazing part in his kingdom advance just because of your sheer love for children.